Hey everybody, I'm Eric, and this is the Random Chatter News Roundup for March 13th, 2018. We have a few network announcements. Uh, I wanted to let you know we have some new shows that have just released. Dispatches from the Front, with Tim and Tom covering HBO's Band of Brothers series. Uh, they released their episode zero, so check that out. Also, the Tight Beam, which is our new Expanse podcast. We just launched that, also episode zero. Both of them are now available in iTunes. If you had already checked them out on the website, but there was no link up, the links have been updated. So be sure to check both of those out. And then also, our Random Chatter Theater we are going to be uh, doing an event uh, soon. We're, we're in the process of trying to get it scheduled right now to watch the Mortis Trilogy together. If you don't know what the Random Chatter Theater is, it's a, a bonus perk we have for our Patreon donors who donate at least $5 a month or more. And uh, it's kind of like having a bunch of friends in a room watching TV together, except we're doing it virtually. So the next upcoming event we're going to have uh, pretty soon here is going to be watching the Mortis trilogy from Clone Wars and just kind of discussing it as we watch it and, and talk about the ramifications that it has on Rebels and on the nature of the Force in general, stuff like that. So uh, some good stuff there. We've also got a movie night we're scheduling pretty soon as well. If you want more information on that, uh, you can head over to randomchatter.com slash Patreon, and there's some info there. Or you can contact me directly, and I'm happy to answer any questions you might have about it. On to the news. By the time you hear this, unfortunately, Toys R Us stores may no longer exist in the U.S., and if they still do, they might not for long. If you recall, it declared bankruptcy back in September, and it has since failed to find a buyer. So uh, now my understanding is that it accounts for about 20% of the business of a lot of toy makers like Hasbro, Lego, and several others. So not only is this going to be interesting, just uh, kind of from a retail point of view, I mean, really, they're the only chain toy store left that deals exclusively with toys, but also how it's going to impact um, the makers of a lot of stuff that some of us collect. So, um, you know, the Star Wars collectibles, for example. Um, I know my son is going to be devastated when it comes to, oh boy, Pokemon and Skylanders and Nintendo Amiibo and various other things. Some of this stuff you can find at other retailers as well, but Toys R Us really was the uh, the big brick and mortar store to go to for a lot of this stuff. So if you have any gift cards sitting around, now is the time to use them up. Arnold Schwarzenegger has confirmed that Eddie Murphy is signed on for Triplets, the sequel to the Twins movie that Arnold did uh, back in the 80s with Danny DeVito. The script is apparently finished, and it'll start filming after he's done with Terminator 6. Speaking of things that shouldn't be happening, there's apparently going to be a Terminator 6. Go figure. You know, news networks have often been accused of bias and promulgating their own agendas. And uh, there was a time when this accusation was supposed to have been a bad thing, but other organizations seem to view it as an opportunity. I'm sure you've heard that we've recently got a television network from the NRA, right? Well, now we'll be getting one for Scientology as well. We are getting a Scientology network. I really don't understand this. It, it, seems, it seems it would be an extremely expensive means of preaching to the choir, so to speak. Gender equality is a big topic in Hollywood right now. And I know that there are at least some people out there who think it's being blown out of proportion. And I can understand that sentiment to an extent. Celebrities in the internet often dramatize things and blow things out of proportion. 
However, we now have some cold, hard facts we can look at that are pretty hard to ignore. A presentation at South by Southwest, a, a big media conference that just happened, uh, I think, over the weekend. I'd have to check my calendar. I never get to go to it, so I don't keep up with the specific dates that much. But there was a, a presentation at South by Southwest that revealed an AI analysis of over 2,000 movie scripts and 25,000 characters between 1930 and now. And each one of these scripts had over 10,000 queries run on it. Each individual script, 10,000 queries. Here are just some of the findings. Engadget.com has a good article on this and several other blogs do as well. So I encourage you to go check this stuff out. But here's some stuff that's, that kind of stood out to me. Male characters speak far more often than female characters. That's sadly not a big surprise. Men talk more about achievement and women talk more using emotional language. 85% of female characters are agreeable, whereas only 27 of men were. Women were found to ask more questions than men, which then seemed to be answered by the men. More than half of the best picture winners going all the way back to 1930 failed to pass the Bechdel test. Now, if you don't recall, that's the test of whether at least two women together talk about something other than men. And of the 2018 Oscar nominees, only 4% of female-only scenes involve talk about something other than men. 4% of 2018 Oscar nominees. Now, going back historically, of the movies that do pass the Bechdel test, several pass under kind of questionable circumstances. For example, the 2015 movie Spotlight, the one about a newspaper investigating sexual abuse by Catholic priests. Rachel McAdams' characters asked for a glass of water by her grandmother. And the grandmother character is unnamed and uncredited. But the act of the grandmother asking for a glass of water during a scene apparently allowed it to pass the Bechdel test. That, that, that seems like kind of a stretch to me. I don't want to nitpick, but... I mean, come on. I, I don't think that's really capturing the intent of the, of the test there. So more than half of the best picture films uh, failed the test. And then of the ones that do pass, there's at least several of them that maybe don't actually pass it. I mean, this was run by a computer. So, but even if you give them the benefit of the doubt, the results are, are, still, are, are still pretty damning. I mean, this is quite obviously an issue. And, and it's, say what you want, it, it's pretty hard to try to argue at this point that it's just people blowing it out of proportion. So some good news. Fox, the, the television network, not Fox News and not Fox, you know, 20th Century Fox movie productions, but the Fox television network plans to cut commercials down to two minutes per hour. Now, traditionally, a half-hour show is about 21 minutes worth of content, and the rest is commercials. And an hour-long show is about 42 minutes of content, and the rest are commercials. So if you do the math, that's a big cut. That's going from about, you know, not quite 20 minutes per hour of commercials down to two minutes per hour. Now, this feels kind of surprising, but it makes a lot of sense. 
very few people that I know still watch live television. And when they watch it on their DVR, they skip the commercials anyway. And when you watch on a streaming platform, you get commercial breaks of about 15 to 30 seconds apiece. And, uh, and that doesn't even account for shows that get pirated or if you purchase them through iTunes or Amazon or whatever, in which case they have no commercials at all. So it kind of makes sense that they might try to do something like this. This could be a big boon for Fox as well as for the viewers. We're going to get more content in our shows. And frankly, if I'm watching one 30-second commercial break every 15 minutes, I'll probably just sit through the commercial and not even bother fast-forwarding. Disney has announced its upcoming movie lineup, and there will be 24 movies released from 2020 to 2022. 24 movies released over those three years. That's a lot of movies. And, and get this, that's not including any Star Wars movies. All right, on to renewals and cancellations. ABC has renewed The Good Doctor for season two. Netflix has ordered a fifth season of Black Mirror. The Sci-Fi Network has renewed The Magicians for a fourth season. Amazon has ordered a second season for Lore. And Comedy Central has renewed its sitcom Corporate for a second season. As for cancellations, one I'm particularly sad about, Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency did not find a new home after its second season, and therefore it is officially dead. I am very sad about that. Uh, there were some storylines that were open for a third season, but they mostly wrapped stuff up in the second season, so I would highly recommend you check it out. I think it's available on Amazon Prime. Um, it's a, a very strange quirky show but i think it's really good i think it's worth recommending tnt has canceled the librarians after four seasons and uh, the producers say it will be looking for a new home now keep in mind at this point any show that gets canceled looks for a new home and tvline.com pointed out that netflix hasn't saved a canceled show in over three years and hulu's last rescue was the mindy project from 2015 so I know everybody gets all hopeful about Netflix and Hulu, but if you look at actual history, it doesn't happen as often as people would like to think it does. Now, this last one isn't a cancellation per se, but Paramount is delaying its Heathers series based on the 80s film. It was supposed to debut last week, actually, but they're delaying it in light of the shooting at Stoneman Douglas High School, quote, out of respect for the victims, their families and loved ones. Now, they haven't announced when it's going to air. They've just said later this year. Now, for upcoming projects, The Sopranos is getting a feature film prequel, currently going by the working title The Many Saints of Newark. It apparently takes place during the time of the Newark riots, which I don't know a lot about, so I can't comment on. Uh, no returning characters have been confirmed as of yet. Gina Torres is getting a Suits spinoff series at USA. The Bad Boys TV spinoff has cast Jessica Alba as a co-lead. I could be wrong on this, but I think this is the first TV lead she's had since Dark Angel. So it's uh, it's been a while. Terry Pratchett's Discworld series is getting a six-part series by BBC Studios. And the working title is apparently The Watch. Steven Spielberg sadly seems to be having some mental health issues. Uh because he just brought on Michael Bay for yet another project. That's right. Michael Bay will be handling Robopocalypse based on the acclaimed sci-fi novel. I don't know what the book is about, but the Robopocalypse movie will apparently be about robots and apocalypse and blowing stuff up because 
Michael Bay. Thanks, Steven Spielberg. Now, fortunately, Spielberg hasn't given Michael Bay all of his toys. The Halo series that Spielberg is producing is apparently still moving forward for Showtime, according to their president of programming, Gary Levine. A report from Production Weekly seems to indicate that it'll be shooting this fall. So, in my opinion, at least, that's really good news. Now, box office results for this past weekend. Black Panther did really well for an opening weekend. Except it's not its opening weekend. It's been out for a month now. And yet it still brought in $40.8 million this weekend for a grand total of $561.7 million domestically. I'm not even trying to track the global results because it keeps growing. I'm just going to wait until the end and look at all the records it set and we'll go from there. A Wrinkle in Time opened at number two with $33.1 million, which is respectable, but given the production level and the hype, I guess I would have expected it to do better than that. I mean, 33.1 is, is a good opening, but I think we were all expecting a stellar opening, and it didn't seem to hit that. The Stranger's Prey at Night opened at number three with $10.4 million. Red Sparrow brought in only eight. 0.5 in its second week for a total of 31.5. That That's pretty bad. And Game Night is actually doing okay for a comedy, considering what it's up against. Brought in 7.9 in fifth place in its third week for a total of 45 million. So that's not too bad. Now, the Random Chatter movie draft. Lizzie is at $416 million right now. Almost all of that from Black Panther. And the problem is... The rest of this season has done so poorly overall at the box office that nobody else has broken 200 million yet. Andrea is closest. She's, I think she's about 191 million right now. So she's, she's almost breaking that 200 million point, but Lizzie is, is winning with effectively one movie and uh, there's not much time left. So this has been kind of a rough season at the box office. Now coming up still, we have Tomb Raider. Uh, I believe Shannon has that Pacific Rim Uprising uh, with Andrea. And then Lou has Ready Player One. Ready Player One, I expect, will do really well in its opening weekend. I, I don't know that it's going to be enough to bring Lou past Lizzie, though. We'll see. As for the audience draft, Erasure currently has $522 million without Black Panther. Todd C has second place with 467 million, also without Black Panther. And Bob D does have Black Panther and is in third place. Now, that being said, many people have both Pacific Rim and Ready Player One that they're still counting on. So the tables could turn pretty quickly here. As for the Fantasy Movie League, the season restarted recently, and that doesn't mean you can't still join. So please do. But they restarted the season. We're on week two right now. Stewart has $179 million for this season so far. Fred has $174. I have $162. Those are the top three season-wise. But really, we kind of look at the Fantasy Movie League on a week-by-week -week basis. So for this second week, Stewart and Fred are both tied for first place with $91 million. They both chose six screens of Strangers and uh, two screens of Red Sparrow. So good job there. Sith Youth Pastor is in third place with 73 million. He chose one screen of Black Panther, three screens of Game Night, one of Annihilation, and three of The Greatest Showman, which I wouldn't have still expected to be in the theaters right now. But that's okay. So those are the top three for this weekend. If you would like to join the league, it's free. 
you can go to fantasymovieleague.com and create an account. And then to get into our league, go to randomchatter.com slash FML invite. And that will get you into the Random Chatter League automatically. Again, it's free. There's a message board there. You can talk about it. We do have a channel for it in our Discord community as well. It's a lot of fun. And, you know, it, it's just a, a quick little fun competitive thing to do every weekend. So I would recommend you check it out. New releases this week in theaters. We have Tomb Raider, which is currently sitting at 50% at Rotten Tomatoes. Not stellar. And Love, Simon, which is at 88%. New on DVD today is Justice League. Probably the big one. But you know, it's a big week for DVD releases. Not only do we have Justice League, we also have The Shape of Water, which people say is absolutely phenomenal. We have The Disaster Artist. We have Call Me By Your Name. We have I, Tanya. We have Ferdinand for the kids. So this is definitely a big DVD release week. And then on iTunes, we have Star Wars The Last Jedi. I've been going through the bonus content a little bit last night instead of going to bed as I should have. Uh, so far, pretty good stuff. There's a lot of bonus content on this release, so that's uh, pretty satisfying. New on streaming this week, the big release is probably Jessica Jones Season 2 on Netflix. I was able to binge watch it. I can say that it's good. It is not uh, perhaps quite as good as the first season. They they did something a little bit different with the storytelling this time around. This is much more of a slow burn but it's a good story, and uh, I think it's definitely worth watching. It doesn't quite have perhaps the the epic superhero aspect of, of some of the other Netflix Marvel shows, but I still think it's good storytelling, and I still think it was it was worth checking out. So, And uh, that's going to be it for this week. That's all. That's the Random Chatter News Roundup. Don't forget to check out our other shows at randomchatter.com. Not only do we have Random Chatter and Echo Base and Getting Sidetracked just came back and uh, real quick reviews. We've got some stuff coming soon for there. We've got Short Circuits, Aren't You a Little Short for a Podcast? And now we also have Dispatches from the Front and we have the Tight Beam. So be sure to check all of those out. We would love to hear from you. Send your feedback to randomchatter at randomchatter.com. And until next time, take care. Take care.